Cheers. Cheers. Oh, cheers. We're actually recording at nighttime, so you are actually drinking. Yeah. Mm. Well, Chang's always drinking. Doesn't matter what time we record. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm more after at least 10.30 nowadays. Nowadays, after at least 10.30, which means he set a rule. <laughs> yeah, so, rule. Like no more cracking beers when I'm cooking eggs for the kids before school. No, no, no. We're not doing that unless I got to do tastings. Is that royal blue our hoodie, Richard? Yes. Is it? Ooh. Yes. I've been on a podcast tour for the last week and a half. If Richard would kindly show you all, don't forget you uh, get your homage gear at roadtrippin.com slash at homage.com, excuse me, homage.com slash roadtrippin. It is comfy slash road clothing. <laughs> um, guys, welcome. Road tripping. Yeah. Allie Clifton, Channing Fry, Richard Jefferson. What? Oh, Sup Fools. Sup Fools. Is that how you say that? Sup Fools. Sup Fools. <laughs> um, let's recap our all star activities basketball and then also just how you guys spent your all star break. <laughs> let's not. Let's talk about our Allie Clifton being the first female no. the ever call yeah, Lakers that. regional game. Let's give a shout out in the history in the history of the Lakers. Look, you guys already know that she keeps everything together. And yes, you guys have had the pleasure of listening to me for years. But like little did you know that we had just an <laughs> absolute superstar. Me and Channing knew we were like, well, Channing's I was a little the, iffy the first couple times, but you yeah. know what? She, so Channing's the, caboose, like Channing's the caboose. <laughs> Allie's the engine, and I'm that empty cart in the middle, right? I'm the empty oh, cart. I would say you're definitely the 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 fun cart. The fun, the fun cart, yeah, cart. the fun cart. Yeah, and Channing's the one in the back where they keep the coal, right? Yeah. Where they keep the coal. <laughs> Allie's the engine, with you know. So that's also uh, in the back, isn't it? Shot, shot, shot. No, no, the engine's in the back. back. Um, wait, Allie, do you have, you have more news, right? Uh Oh, more news. Yes. Oh, then I'm calling it another game on Friday. Yes. They gave her another. That means you didn't suck. That means you didn't suck. Oh, thanks. No pressure. God. That means there's still time left. Oh, I, first of all, I suck all the time. I like, trust me. People tell me every day. They oh, they definitely what? do. I I have yeah. created accounts just to tell Richard he sucks. Yeah, I, yeah, and so does my mom. This <laughs> is crazy. She's got a burner. Aww, Tells me how trash I am. <laughs> no, you're kind. I, I finally feel like I'm part of y'all's club. You guys both call games. You've done it at the highest level here in this league, and it was certainly an awesome opportunity. Uh, well, yeah, I was over it's the fun, moon elated about it. Yeah, I will say that well, it was fun. Welcome. I've been trying to tell y'all. I've been trying to tell y'all. Yeah. It was fun. I so actually was, started my career calling college games for yeah. my alma mater, but that was like before I even knew what I wanted to do. DeVry University was... had a team? Toledo. <laughs> Toledo. We're going to get into all the alma mater stuff because y'all's crew that y'all hang with runs really deep. And I feel like, you know, I was a principal's kid. So I always had those moments oh, where my dad would warn me, just so you know, any decision that you make, I will know about it before you make it. And then I'll be the first yeah. to know about once you make it. So be careful on your decisions that you make. Okay. That's how I feel with hanging out with you guys. But first and foremost, yes, excited to call the game. Super, super ecstatic. You guys are amazing. I appreciated the support because you guys gave the love. Channing, I love the love that you gave the day after when you were like, oh, you're going to be great. And I was like, it was last night. 
Allie, I'm on East Coast time, girl. I don't want East Coast time. Nobody tells me. I anything. love you. You're amazing. Um, super, I was super positive excited. though. I called you. I actually physically called you, you and did. told you you're going to do great. You did. <laughs> she was like, yeah, that was yesterday. But I was like, <laughs> hey, next time, next time. <laughs> it's fine. Um, okay, let's talk about NBA All-Star. We're going to talk about how it relates to basketball. But if you guys don't want to talk about your time at All-Star, I'll talk about mine just because I do need to give one shout out. And this individual knows that it's coming. Short backstory. I do not have to be at All-Star Weekend. So therefore, I like to take time to get away. Sometimes I go home. Sometimes I've gone skiing. Um, whatever. This time I chose to go with a group of girlfriends of mine to Miami. Fun fact, I've been to Miami 13 times. All 13 times I've been working, which means I've never gone to Miami not working. So how do you maximize three days in Miami when you're not a line girl? Like, no offense. I just, I can't stand in a line. I, I just can't, I can't like at that point, it's like, Ooh, that Cleveland bougie coming out. You. <laughs> yeah. We got to get it done. Bougie. So I, I reached out to some people that I know who are familiar with Miami and they gave me a list of things to do, blah, blah, blah. They said, I have a contact for this certain establishment. Um, I will connect you. So Friday night comes and I'm having a text conversation with said contact to which they handled the one thing that I asked and said I wanted to do. And then midway through the conversation, I get a text. We always talk about how road tripping has just kind of circulated my life and remind me who I am and who I hang out with, specifically you two. I get a text that says, also, are you the same Allie Clifton from road tripping? I said, <laughs> I said yeah. this she is with an upside down smiley face. Hello. And they said, hello. So we have mutual friends or LOL. We have mutual friends. Channing is a good friend and wine buddy of mine. We went to college together, which means he also went to the same college as Richard. So the next thing you know, it was a, it is a, um, I will call you in a few. So then it led to, I know Doug, I know Daryl. DB. Everyone calls him DB. She's Daryl Brooks. I'm like, oh, DB. Did he know Nacho? Did he know Nacho? No, no, no. She don't know that guy. She don't know that guy. That was pretty cool Channing. I'm really good friends with Channing, blah, blah, blah. So from there on out, the one thing I will say, it made my life so much easier. So thanks for having a friendship with me because all y'all Arizona people are wonderful. Kind, so connected. Shout out to Matt Brooks. You're seriously, I will forever go back to Miami. He actually told me by the end of the trip that he's now my Miami travel agent. I said, deal. Ooh, okay. However, there was a that. text when he asked me, um, he said, how was, how was your night? I said, this place is for the birds. Holy shit. He said, so you hate it? I said, where are we going tonight? <laughs> Sign yeah, me up. No. So everyone, Richard, Road you know what she's talking are. about. Now everyone has the same reaction. Oh, what time does this place close? You're like <laughs> 7 a.m., 10 a.m., whatever, whatever time you get Whenever everyone leaves, but it typically doesn't close. You yeah. get waves of people, waves of people. No, look, Miami... There, this is one thing that I will say NBA players have, have mastered, right? Because of our jobs, because of how much we travel. And a lot of times you're a young guy, you know, whatever. So you get friends in every city. And I mean that not like, like when we were like Jasmine, you know, both of us know Jasmine. Jasmine went to Arizona. He lives in New Orleans. Whenever I would go to New Orleans, he's the only fucking person I know. Jasmine, you want to go to dinner? You want to go dip? So eventually you start making connects in different cities. Now, you've never had a straight party connect, which you now have in Miami. But, yes, that's part of life. 
on the road. It's like you like you got to figure out those cities where you got like people, even if it's just dinner, like, you know, you have friends um, from college, friends from here. And you're like, hey, look, I'm going to be in D.C. for one night and I don't want to sit in my hotel if you want to go to dinner. So I'm glad that you found a party friend uh, that can help you navigate Miami because those friends are very, very important. Shout out Bearju. Shout out Maddie Brooks. Berger is throwing pictures around like he should not be. Having said that, yeah, I will say we may or may not have left this establishment when it was not the same in the sky out when we left as in when we came. Having said that, we were in our vehicle to go home (laughs) to bed and our car almost hit the motorcyclist in front of us at a stoplight. And I told a friend about it and they said that's because they were leaving the establishment at the same time. (laughs) Yeah, listen, that would have put a damper on on the bus. I would have ran. What? Richard, I don't know if Allie was in I a got running. Out, I got back at a car and ran like I was guilty. That's Red Bull gives you wings. I was ready to fly. Um, oh, all right. Okay. Having said that, how was All-Star for you guys? Uh, there are a couple do you want me to go, Richard, since I had to be there the longest? Or do you want to go you? You could go your short story. I'm going to go very short story. I could go without it. I was, oh, I was going to say, you know that new TikTok that says, I'm going to tell you about what it's like getting ready with blah, 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 blah. And then they do the whole entire TikTok without saying a word. Yeah. That's what I thought you were going to do. Yeah. I was going to tell you all about yeah. All-Star and how great it was. And then you go like 30 no, seconds, you don't no, say no. a word at all. Look, there's pot. Look, first of all, best part about All-Star is I got to see our girl, Annie. I got to see her. Thank you for the gifts, Annie. Thank you for the night, for the nights, for the shoes. Oh, Annie's so the best. So that's the reason, to, that's the one reason to get to, to All-Star. So you can go say hello to Annie, give her a hug, catch up with her. Have her tell me about how like Hendrix is wearing like your shoes. Yeah, he's a size sixteen now. Yeah, and so yeah. Uh, no, that's yeah. a cool. And he works for Nike. She used to work for Lynn Merritt, who was the head. And look, the general's awesome. She's awesome. So that's it. That w- outside of that, look, I got some good pieces of content. I got some pieces of content with Micah Parsons. I took an Uber pool. Um, then who CJ Strouds? So that honestly, the best part about it was getting some pieces of content for my social. If if from they told me I never, a, a completely other league. <laughs> if they told me that I never had to go to All Star Weekend again, I would, I'd ear to ear smiling. So I don't know if I agree with that. I think All Star <laughs> Weekend can be fun. I had a good time in Utah. If I, I had was a good there, time we had a blast, dude. Totally. So Utah was good. Chicago was kind of weird. Cleveland, obviously, we had a great time, right? But here's my here's my four things you cannot do on All-Star Weekend. One, have bad weather. People come to All-Star Weekend to go to these great parties, to spend money, to get basketball experiences, to walk the town. You can't do that in a city with shitty weather like Indiana. Also, Indiana's not big enough. It's not... There's not enough space to do where, like in Utah, you were like, hey, 15 minutes down the road, an hour is Park City. You know, like there were a million things to do, even though, and everything was elevated because it's all-star. Everything was like super amazing. Indiana felt very Midwest. That's not bad. That's not good. But that's not all-star, right? It didn't seem like, two, there's not enough Great restaurants. St. Elmo's. You're not, you're not, not, not going to be allowed back in. And you didn't it no, like, but I'm saying Indiana. No, no, hear, hear me out. You should have just, I'm not bashing Indiana. <laughs> what? I'm not bashing I'm Indiana. 
You're but not? I'm also saying, no, I'm not bashing Indiana. I think it's a solid basketball city. It's great for the Final Four. It's great for the Super Bowl, right? It is not great for a all-star game. It's a different demographic of people and superstars and, and you know famous musicians. How many famous people really came out to enjoy the weekend in Indiana? I was not very there many. Friday. You flew in and flew out, Richard. The same day. What are you talking about? We had 50 there. We had Lil Wayne there. Okay, let me let me interject. They flew you. in and flew out the same day. Richard, in LA, are they gonna fly in and out the same day? No, they're going to different parties. They live here. What I'm saying, <laughs> they also live everywhere, Allie. All I'm saying okay. is all-star games should be on the West Coast, one. Should not be in the Midwest or East Coast winter cities, two. And three, you also need to have star power. So where is the star power? Find good weather cities and bigger cities to do it. That's my Okay, okay, okay. I 100% agree with you, Channing. Now let's lay out all the reasons why that will never happen. Every city can't get an all-star game, Richard. There's 30 billionaire owners they all want to have the all-star game, whether it's revenue money, share, rent, revenue yeah, share. No, but, no, but, <laughs> thank you. No, thank you. Go on, go on. I'll mute myself. You don't got to mute your, you don't got to mute yourself. The only thing I'm saying is like, is that like, are we going to be real? Or are we going to be like, yes, those cities are not the ideal city to go to in February. Right. That's the, that's not ideal. But they're not going to do it just in L.A. They're not going to just rotate it. The NBA is about growing the brand, about spreading it. So every city is going to get it. We know that. It sucks to have three in a row that were in shitty weather. Part of it is because I think Indiana was a make good for COVID because it was supposed to be there one of those years that, you know, it got, you know, whatever, kibosh. So I, I say that to say, Channing, I agree with you. Shit, having in L.A. or Vegas every single year, I'd be the happiest person. Pull the Bahamas. About. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm cool with that. But we know that from a from a from a business standpoint, the NBA is always going to spread it out. Every team is going to get it, and we just, you know, you live and die by where that is. Like, there's no direct, very few direct flights out of Cleveland. Out of Indianapolis. Utah is great. Shout out Utah. They got an international airport, so you can get anywhere you want to go. And you're on the West Coast and you got skiing. Shout out Utah. Love it. But yeah, getting in and out of Cleveland and Indianapolis is like you can leave at 10 and you'll get back to LA at 7. And you're like, that's Los Angeles, California. We can't, like, there's not better options. So I'm with Channing. I agree. It should be in the West Coast every single year. But that's not reality. The reality is they're going to spread this shit out. I will say, um, as the mediator of this, Richard gave the overarching feelings of the two of you, and Channing just explained why. Basically. Basically. Yeah. Okay, let's... Oh, what's up, boy? Aww. What's up, Channing? <laughs> Man, that's an adult voice. You driving yet? No. Uh, okay, tell your dad, let him drive the Bronco. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know it. Daddy. Uh-huh. Absolutely not. I'm gonna get you a new rabbit. Okay. That's his bunny. I know it. So cute. Everybody got one of those things. Yeah. Okay, here. We're gonna break down the weekend. Skills okay. challenge. Okay. We gotta pick serious teams. I didn't see that. Okay. It's, it's basketball. It says basketball on the inside. It's just the way it thinks. 
what point day can I say? No, you can't say it. Jan- Richard, little, uh, little Richard sees the, the thing. Oh, so why yeah. Does why does it say that? What does it say? I know what it says. Me? Yeah, what does it say? Basketball? Yeah. He's like, Daddy, can I say that? And I'm like, no. <laughs> what, what does that mean? Uh, of course. It, no, there, the B was missing because it's like a cup thing. So the B was missing. So it said, yeah. Fantastic. Oh, Let's go. Okay. All right, get out of here. Get out of here. Wait, Beat it, kids. No, no, bro, I'm done. He just asked me if he can put on the Pac-Man and play it. No, bro, upstairs. Upstairs. I'll be up there in 97 minutes. Upstairs. <laughs> what is their concept of time? Is curious to me. No. Yes. Um, the problem is, it's not their concept of time. Is What is their concept of sarcasm? And oh, yeah. they're doing such a better job. I'm so proud of them. Like when I say 97 minutes, they just look at me and roll their eyes and just like walk off. They know that. Uh, all right, here we go. Back to Here's basketball. The challenge. The skills challenge. Good idea. Confusing. I think we need to just pick four guys that want to try and win it, right? And it will be the NBA versus the G League versus the WNBA, and you make it competitive for money. So that Ooh. way, if the NBA loses, somebody's going to say, how y'all, like, y'all got to win this motherfucker. Because Scotty Barnes didn't give a shit. Uh, Anthony Edwards didn't give a shit. But, like, the Pacers team actually cared. So you may have two NBA teams and then the other two teams, one from the G League, one from the WNBA. Because, obviously, that's bringing in basketball. If we're promoting basketball, let's bring in everyone. Because, obviously, the G League is the best at dunking. Maybe the WNBA is best at the skills challenge, right? Anyways, the three-point contest I thought was interesting. It's obviously the most uh, exciting, right? It doesn't get the most hype, but it is the most exciting event every weekend, every one I've been to. I watched, this is crazy. I watched Tyrese Halliburton and Cat shoot. They got 35 and 36 in warm, in like their practice, like the fact that these dudes are shooting that well from three is my second point to the game, but we'll get to dunk contest. Let's stop it. Let's it's, it just needs to be, there's no big names that are coming out. Let's make it entertaining. Bring the best dunkers in the world. Give them a platform. Nobody from the league, pick one or two guys from the league, one who's not in the league and one who's in the G league and go from there. Why not? It's entertaining. Because other than that, Jalen Brown, great player. That was the worst. It was worse. It made Richard's dunk contest appearances look like Vince Carter. <laughs> he jumped over a dude in a chair. He did a left-hand windmill. These were some sea fried dunks. They were sea fried dunks. And I was looking at these scores like, oh, hell no. But shout out Mac McClung. He came prepared, did what he had to do. Getting them checks. And that check is as much as his yearly check. So he's going to keep winning. Steph Curry makes you believe you can do anything. And the Curry 11s are specifically designed with ultimate bounce, grip, and stability to allow everyone to do their thing. New generations of ball players are coming up and showing the basketball world that the old rules do not apply. The future is exciting, fast, positive, and hungry. This NBA season, rock with your favorite player and rep his shoes on and off the court. The Curry 11s are perfect for both the committed and casual ballers. The UA Warp Tech makes the shoe feel like it was designed for your feet, locked in no matter what you do on the court. 
So stop in your tracks with dual density UA flow cushioning and traction. It's an emergency brake you don't even notice. Steph's 11th signature shoe steps into the second decade of a sneaker career, pulling colorway inspiration from the wonders of a positive and modernized future on and off the court. Take these kicks with you when you leave the scrimmage and rep Under Armour wherever you go. So do your thing. Change the game. The Curry 11 Future Curry is available now at currybrand.com. Thirdly, the All-Star Game. Everyone's mm-hmm. like, well, why is it this way? Hang on. Hang on. Why? Oh, There's no. actually a situation that you missed from Saturday. The Steph versus Sabrina. And I do want your thoughts oh, totally. on your colleague. I want your thoughts on your colleague. <laughs> Kenny the Jet Smith oh. in the comment that has circulated. I did see his his chat with Stephen A. Smith as well. Yeah, I think sometimes what you think you're saying doesn't come off how you sound. Mm-hmm. Kenny's a good dude. It just didn't yeah. sound right. And then I think in that situation, you're in your mind, you're like, what am I, you know, like, what am I saying that sounds wrong? And he doubled down on it. And then people started, people started to take it a different way. So I've learned about like, look, we're, we're, if we're going to talk about what he said, yeah. we also talk about what Reggie Miller said, right? Yeah. What Reggie Miller said and Reggie put him, in, he was trying to make a basketball technical position. That is what, that is what, um, he was trying to make, and Kenny? I know Sabrina and yeah. uh, Kenny, right? So he, he said, like, just well, for our listeners, shot. in case you didn't see it, she should have shot from the women's line. That would have been a fair contest. She should have shot from the line. There is a women's tee in golf. There is a men's tee for a reason. Continue, please. And 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 the point is more of like when she broke the record. When she broke the record, that was from the women's line, right? So it's like, hey, here are your two lines. Who can make the most, right? Like she has this like, well, oh, she can shoot 35 footers. Yeah, we know she can. She's one of the greatest shooters to ever live, male or female. That's not the question. The question is, she broke the record, Steph's record. Steph had the record from this line. She broke the record from this line. They're competitive three-point lines. So his point that he was trying to make was that should have been the contest from your line, from my nine, not step back two feet. And even he was saying, we know this from because we know basketball statistics. Every six inches you walk back, your percentage decreases, right? Every mm-hmm. foot you go back, every 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 bit that you go back, your percentage decreases, right? And so when you look at it from that standpoint, even that little gap, it's um it's actually more impressive that she has further range and can shoot with that accuracy. But if we wanted a true test of who was the most dominant three-point shooter in their respective fields, you shoot from your line, he shoots from your line. That's what Kenny was trying to say. Yeah. It didn't come when off that Reggie, way. When Reggie starts throwing the, oh, if it's up to you, you want her playing with dolls. Now that part is like, now you're not being a good teammate. Yeah. Right? Like that what? part is like, he said, oh, you want her playing with dolls. Right? Like that's what Reggie said. You yeah, didn't you hear forgot that? that part. Yeah, that part. So Reggie puts him out there like, Whoa, like, so Kenny's like, whoa, no, 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 I'm not making this a uh, uh, not technical basketball thing. And it's like, well, they agreed to it. And why this is something we should be marveling at and blah, blah, blah. He was like, yo, that's not what my intent is. But when he kind of was going at him about it and then makes, in my opinion, which was like, we know Kenny, his role on, on TNT, what his beliefs. I understand. We just explained what he was saying technically. Now, other people might have had, let's just marvel at this. Let's just, well, he was a technical person. 
So he was being technical in which he believed that if she broke the record from that line, he had the record from his line. Those should be the two lines that they shoot from. He that also was his went point. Into in the, the point of how shooting is muscle memory. Obviously, you yes. guys are three point shooters. But I'm saying and, he was being yeah. extra technical. Reggie started taking it to like other places, like male versus female, and blah blah blah. And he's like, Look, he's some, and then makes a comment about dolls. Like he didn't tell her to go back in the kitchen. He didn't say that to her. But in that moment, everyone just was like, Kenny, and just trying to ruin this amazing moment. He was, you know, he was just merely being in, in, I, my thing is this, did he, what, you got to have a feel for the room. You have to have a feel for the room. I don't think Kenny had a feel for the room. It doesn't make what he was saying from a technical standpoint, wrong or incorrect. But when you go throw darts at him, like, Oh, you want her playing with dolls. Now you're making a technical conversation into an emotional conversation. And I thought that part was not cool because he wasn't telling her to get back in the kitchen. He wasn't saying anything misogynistic. He wasn't saying anything sexist. He wasn't. He was talking about it technically. So that's where I think the heat really came because it looked like like he like like Reggie was going at him in that moment and then they're talking over each other and then the conversation's over. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that was brought up was that this this all stems from like one thing. Why does Sabrina have to move to the NBA three-point line, right? That's the real point. Why she moved wasn't because she goes, oh, I think I can beat him. She goes, if I beat him from the women's line, they're going to say, well, she's shooting from the women's line. Mm-hmm. So like the understanding the lack of respect, again, comes from, Probably why Kenny said you should respect where she's shooting it from based on the, her biology, based on the rules of the game that she has excelled at and played. But Sabrina knows that it's more than just this shooting contest. Like Steph wins, no big deal. Sabrina wins at the three men's at the three ball from the men's line. <laughs> now. That conversation changes. There's no excuse now. I don't know if she shot with a men's ball either, which is another thing that was crazy. She said she would have shot with. Well, for me, I think we do it every year. I think we do it every year. She was was getting rid of excuses. She was getting rid of excuses. She didn't want no excuses if she won. But that part, I think, was maybe... 26 was crazy, by the way. Yeah, but also, too, it's like, hey, we can talk about about Grand Slam tennis. Women play three sets. Men play five. Men might have games that go four or five hours. Women have three sets. Doesn't make Serena is and Coco, they're as much of a draw as the men, right? They're as much of a draw as the men. Like their arenas are going to be packed out, but they play far less sets, but they have equal, they get equal pay. Like right. now, and that and that's the thing. I a hundred percent support equal pay. That was one of the men's arguments in 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 tennis. Is like they're not playing five sets for five hours. Right. Even then, when you look at it from a revenue standpoint, the longer we're in there, the more concessions are sold, the more this, the more that games are longer. Like you guys, the TV ratings, the TV is longer. So for our games and our matches that are five sets long. Right. And that can go into tiebreakers. You get more commercials. You get more of that. So there's more revenue driven by the men's based off the length of time. Right. But they have equal pay. Now, in that sense, should men be upset? Right. And I know we're veering off. I'm just showing you that there are multiple instances of women 
having a set of standards and men having a set of standards. And we don't we don't say, oh, well, Serena's won 29 Grand Slams, but she only played three sets. No, she dominated her field. So you should shoot from your line. He should shoot from his line. Let's see who's the best from their line. I also she think wanted it to get should rid be of like best of three. Maybe get rid of the skills challenge or the dunk contest until everyone's okay with who's entering in it and who's going to make it worthwhile to watch. Having said, that, I think you could go two v two. You could go two. You, I think 2v2? you could go. You can go men, women's if you had wanted to go like 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 two teams. Mm-hmm. But I think to make it a showcase, once you start doing like like weird things with it, then it starts to look like the skills challenge. It's yeah. just like, hey, these two, these two, they're gonna go best. At, they're gonna go best at it. They're gonna go best at it yeah. three or something along those sick. lines. I also sick. think including it would put more pressure. You would get a better quality product. If again, I'm gonna stick with this three thing, the the two best three point shooters in the WNBA to represent that league, the G League, the best two three point shooters, and the NBA, the best two three point shooters. Now you're not gonna get you're gonna get Steph and Dame, you know, Cat and Dame. You're gonna get you know the two best shooters, and we're gonna see. Yeah, until somebody gonna- loses, then motherfuckers gonna stop doing it. No, I mean, but, but they but won't do it because they're like, dude, if I'm a three point, if I win this. That means I'm obviously the best in the world of anyone. Lose it, right? Lose it. It's kind of like Billy Hoyle, right? He's like, you missed this shot. You got to answer why you lost to a slow, (laughs) white, goofy. Like, like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, like, that's the part. It's like, that's the thing. Like, you know, you got to shout out white man. There has to be pressure on these guys to do something. Fair, but let me say this. Immediately. And shout out to the women. And this is why Sabrina is yeah. so special. The the women are starting at a disadvantage because we move it back to our line where we practice every single day. Every, sing, every step, everything is based off of our line. And then we shoot our distance extended from based off of our line. They are shooting from our line. So they start off at a disadvantage. That's in golf. When there's a women's tee and there's men's tee, there's also called a handicap to even out the playing field. Right. To make it a little bit more level. We're not doing that. Maybe put the line in between. Split the difference. I was just going to say, what if you did that? Put it in between. That that to me is more fair than making them adjust to us and say, can you shoot from the same distance? And you don't have the same muscle mass. You don't have the same quick tip. You just like that's just biology. Channing, would it be a different because you're obviously a, a three point shooter. Would it be different for you to have shot from the women's line? Oh, yeah. It's not even close. I never shoot that. As in you would have been better? Yeah, that part. It would have been a challenge. It would have. Okay, obviously we would practice that. And if you're a shooter, you're a shooter. And I'm going to exclude yeah. Steph from this. I I don't know how much time these guys really put into practicing. But yeah. when you shoot a million of these threes and then now you're like a foot in, mentally, yeah. mentally these young kids think that's an awful shot. So in their mind... They're like, they may have to take steps back to be more comfortable in muscle memory. It would fuck yeah. them up. It would fuck them up. Oh, I was going to say, I think the it take you five shots to get the distance. And then, and then, you you, then wait, but you're moving, Richard. So you're moving also. So like each five spot. Shots, now you're now you're into the next. No, no. That next spot is different. Your feet have to be different. Your angle on your shot has to be different. Like you got to aim that mother sucker. It's not the same regular shot. Like it's like shooting a floater or like getting full extension on a three, right? So to me, it would be an adjustment. I wouldn't let them, I wouldn't let them know where the line was, whether that's an inch, like, no, no, no. 
they could practice. They'd have to practice in between the women's and the men's. And then on that day, you just put the line wherever and they got to figure it out. What if they use that electronic court that they had in the celebrity game and you could just move it to just in between? So it wouldn't even have to be like on the court. That'll be tight. Ele- electric the, LED, the LED core is sick, by the way. Shout out ESPN. Oh. Well, shout out to Sabrina and Steph because that was epic for not only just the weekend, but beyond. And as Sabrina said, if you can shoot, you can shoot. Doesn't matter if you're a boy or girl. All right. Speaking of Steph, it is time to give me your top players from last week. Rack your brain because it's been a minute. Uh, these are our Under Armour Game Changers of the Week. Which players or coaches have impressed you the most? Honestly, underneath the radar, the team that impressed me the most is the, the Pelicans. Right? I feel like <laughs> nobody's talking about them. They're winning games they're supposed to win. They win it. They're healthy. Um, I don't know how much they're respected. Obviously, we've heard the comments from Draymond talking about anybody worried about the Pelicans, but I think they're gonna I think they're gonna sneak up on somebody in the in the Western Conference. I think there's not all this talk about Zion and his weight or does BI and him work. I think Valanchunas having a great year. CJ and their young guys have really been developed. So I'm pretty excited about that team. Look, I'm going to go. I'm going to shoot a little shot in the dark. And I'm going to say Dallas. That's not Dallas a shooting a shot in the dark. Good, good Lord. That's a team. <laughs> right? Yeah, it is. Dallas, hey, I want to shoot a shot in the dark with no, Minnesota. No, no, no. I'm saying Dallas is, Dallas is seventh place, ho. What do you mean it's not Richard, a shot? they just made the biggest jump in the Western Conference when with their trades. The trades they got, I bet you they end up. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. And James Harden got traded, and it still took them time to get adjusted. So can I give them a little credit for mm-hmm. finishing the fucking all-star break strong, winning six straight? Okay, yeah. thank you. So that's what I would say. I would like there, like if we're gonna talk about game changers, I'm gonna give it to the Dallas overall Mavericks, in my opinion, just because they added some key pieces. Um, they're playing well, they got some big depth. They look like they could be a bit of a problem. They've won six straight, and we know the last two games before the All-Star break, everyone's checked out. Ask Milwaukee, you know, ask Golden State. Everyone's checked out. So for them to finish strong, I, I think I think it could I think it could get real dicey, dicey for the rest of the Western Conference the last 30 games. Let's go to Milwaukee and with one of your teammates. Oh. First road trip in's game changer of the weeks. Game Changer of the Week are sponsored by Under Armour. Do your thing. Change the game. The Curry 11 Future Currys are available now at currybrand.com. JJ Reddick. Oh, are we going to do that? Can we do the other guy first, please? And then we'll get to the other guy. Giannis. Oh, yeah. We actually have that, too. Come on, man. What do you say? Giannis says, can I read the quote for you, Channing? Please, please. Golly. I just, in general, do not watch basketball. So stats, highlights, how people play, I have no idea, and I love it. I love it when I go to the game and I have no idea who I'm playing and what they do. That's the dumbest fucking shit I've ever heard in my life. In my life. And and this is what makes me so mad. He is so damn talented and God-gifted. Could you imagine if, like, you watch basketball and you went into the game with a special advantage other than something physically gifted to you? Other than maybe your tenacity and aggressiveness? Maybe some mental fortitude? I cannot imagine. It just, I couldn't imagine the greats. 
Anybody, you can have whoever you want as a top three players ever to play or a top 10 player, and they go, you know what? Ah, I just don't watch basketball. He has an opportunity to be one of the greatest players ever to play basketball, and he don't even watch the shit. Makes me furious. Now, okay. He says he doesn't even know who he's guarding, Richard, or what they do. Is there more context? Richard. Richard. Okay, okay. I even commented on... um... I put, I reposted it. The whole interview, he basically like, I love that I don't know who I'm guarding and what, you know, what they're going to do. And, you know, we just go out there and play basketball and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, and I can't say it, anything uh, because he's so good. I want yeah, to say. It's like, it's like I, I want to make this more measured because yes, every emotion that Channing's had is the right emotion. Now I'm going to try and be a little bit more measured as Channing took a big drink. It's like, this is my, this is my thing. I get it. This, I guess this is my thing. It's disappointing to hear. Obviously, Giannis is great. He's an MVP. He's all the, won all of the awards. He is one of the great players in, in American sports history, right? He is, right? One of these, one of the great athletes that we've ever seen. I think the part that is disappointing is that he won't maximize. He won't maximize what his true ability is if he doesn't take that next step. If he's not paying attention, if he's not watching tons of basketball games, if he's not doing this, because we know this, there's people like Braun was chasing MJ. And again, Giannis might feel very comfortable with this, but I'm saying if he wants to be the greatest player, if he wants to be the best version of himself, you can't do that without being a student. So immediately you hear that, you hear that there's a cap to what he can accomplish. And that doesn't mean he can't win more championships and more MVPs. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that we know LeBron James knew all the plays of the other team. We knew he knew all the plays of, of our team. He knew the defensive schemes. He knew, like, for every team in this league, players' tendencies, all of the things. I say that to say is he's maximizing every ounce of his brain, of his time, of everything. He's watching film. Kobe was the same way. There are guys that are just the same way because they want to maximize their greatness. And when you hear this from Giannis, it's not that he's not great. It's just that he's not maximizing the greatness. And that part is disappointing because you almost put a cap on how great he can be. And that I'm part gonna... is when you hear that, that's mm-hmm. the part that's like, damn, that sucks, bro. Ali, could you imagine if that was your leader and you're trying to win a chip with him? What does he do in the playoffs? I'm, I'm going to add some context as Richard Thank just you. asked for. However, I don't know if it's going to change your mind. <laughs> I'm not saying it wasn't. I would... So this is from All-Star Weekend in a a press conference. And basically someone said for him, though, perhaps he's trying to keep a balance between his life at work and his life at home. He said as much as this in the past. We're not talking about basketball in this house. This household, we don't talk about basketball. You know why? Because the way my brain operates, all I think about is basketball. So I don't need to talk more. I'm going to drive myself crazy, right? I'm going to want to escape it. So I feel like I'm at my best when I go back to my house. I watch my shows. I focus on myself focus on my breathing. I focus on what I eat. So when I come here, that allows me to give a hundred percent in what I do. I love it. And again, that gives more context because he's saying he doesn't even watch basketball within his home. And that doesn't mean when he's on the road that he's not looking at games. It doesn't mean when like we both know Bron would be in his, in his SUV van watching highlights and watching film on his way to practice. So that's why I wanted to give a more measured response because I'm like, before we just say that Giannis just shows up and just like, who are we playing today? We know that that's not true because we know we know if we're going to pack for a road trip, 
We know how many games we're playing. We know what cities we're going to because you got to pack based off of weather. He wears and if you want a dinner, fits in every city and doesn't go out. He don't give a shit. No, but I'm just saying though, like I know you're still you're pack, you, like you were Giannis. If you wear the same like hoodie tracksuit three nights in a row, you're gonna start getting clowned on. If he got My, if he got a four game road trip, he'd pack in four tech fits. One of them is gonna be a Milwaukee Bucks issued tech fit, hundred percent. He's not worried just, about no fashion. If you're for any young player, for any great player, if you want to be that, if you're not studying the game, like I wish I watched more. I understand oh, for stuff, sure, but I I watch more basketball now than I did when I was a player. Which again, like now that I'm watching it, it's just on in my house. It's just on, and so I'm not gonna bash Giannis. I and again, this where I, I know he speaks English great, but I think he. <laughs> Maybe there were some con- some contextual parts missing in what he was saying, um, but you ne- you'll never maximize what you can achieve. If you're a good player, you'll never be great. If you're a great player, you'll never be elite. If you're elite, you'll never be legendary. If you don't become a student of the game, and yeah, yeah I, I just yeah. I'm I digress. I also think it, it may have been yeah infuriated. Not, yeah, it did infuriate you. Having said that. Wow, I was just going through your Twitter. It's not there anymore. I had to actually look up an article. But thanks for the shout out on Twitter, calling yourself Chop Liver, because I got you to do the Road Trip and Podcast more than Richard. Yeah. <laughs> well, Richard's like, Channing, come do this podcast. And I was like, we ain't doing this shit. And then Allie was like, come on, Channing. And I said, okay. <laughs> Biggest quote, mistake. I need some wine. He quote tweeted you, Richard. And the support the people that support you tweet. Yeah. And Channing put, am I Chop Liver? She got me to do Road Trip and more than you. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you also see the thing where I said you got cooked like you, a Costco glizzy? <laughs> but I, boy, I give you love when you when you call the game. I know. I give you call if you do something special, you're doing the same shit you've yeah, been doing. But, but that's the problem. Like if you're doing that for me, then it just never stops. Like I get it, Channing. Like you don't. But you're, you haven't done nothing new. You're still wearing the same sandals from three years ago. If you do something new, we're gonna congratulate you. <laughs> but what else? Well, I'm trying to find some new shit. I'm trying you can't. You shit. do too much, I'm, Richard. Do less. I'm, I'm calling. Do less. Find new shit. Go to Amish.com slash road trip. Oh, yes. That's what I'm saying, man. Wait, Richard, come on. Okay. I, I really want to hear this uh, JJ Doc River story. Oh, and you can tell about the fun part on the other podcast that you went on, Rich. By before the way. Before I say anything. Before, that, I, before on, Richard that. says anything. For context. 90%, I'm, this is a big number and I exaggerate, I've had a few. There's a lot of players that have that same energy towards Doc Rivers. Not Who's, on who? the Pat or JJ? Name. Pat or, Not, which side are you talking about? Oh, I'm talking about the Clippers, JJ side, like Doc Rivers, okay. no accountability. There's There's a bunch of players that have played for the Clippers that have that feeling about him. Whether that's fair or not, it happens. He they won a lot of games. They've lost a lot of games. They've lost a lot of game sevens. I'm gonna let Rick open this up me. because I'm gonna step back and be educated. So so one, I just did the Gilbert Arenas podcast. That's Janin, can't wait for you to show up to that. Oh God. Uh, yeah, it's great. It's great. But shout out our guys over there at Gil's Arena. Um Jilly. Lexi. They got a crazy setup though there in his basement. Like they got a little, they got a I mean, mini. That's jumb- a basement. That's yeah, his that's basement. basement. They got a mini jumbotron. They got a mini jumbotron. That's his basement. Yeah, they look like he, they're in a warehouse. It, 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 when you live in Calabasas, Woodland Hills, you know Dude. you can get a you yeah. 
Wow. Yeah. Okay. So that's the basement. It's um, you've seen you've seen my basement before, so it's probably like double the size of this, maybe like double. Because but they also have other rooms, so like it opens up to like a weight room, but they use it for like to to. But they're killing it, anyways. So I like I. I see JJ on first take and JJ, he loves first take, but he also knows that first take is not always great for him because he gets so passionate and fired up very, very quickly, which I, that's why I like working with them. Cause I like fucking with them. <laughs> right. <laughs> I like fucking with people like that. So that's why we get along. So he says what he says about doc rivers. So I'm like, Oh, okay. Wow. That's, that, that's tense. I'm, I had already planned on going and doing the Pat Bev, Pat Bev podcast, whatever. So I sit down and Pat Bev wants to jump right into it. He's like, we want to talk about JJ. And then at that moment, it clicked. I'm like, oh, shit. Because last time I saw Pat Bev, he was with the Phillies, uh, with the 76ers. I realized, like, oh, shit, he's in Milwaukee. Oh, shit, he's defending fucking Doc. Oh, he's going at JJ. So I'm like, oh, shit. He's like, yeah. So I tweeted at JJ. He reads his tweet. Uh, that's what Pat Bev is. He's reading his tweet. So... um all of a sudden, my phone starts buzzing. My phone starts buzzing. I look at it, and JJ put in our text chain. It was our Ryan Rucco put in our text chain with me, him, and JJ. He put JJ's response to Pat Bev while I'm on the podcast. So I get to go, hey, Pat, JJ responded to you. You want to know? <laughs> He's like, yeah, 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 I want to know. And I read it out, and he, they was talking shit. So then they both go back. But I don't think I've ever been sitting in a spot where all of a sudden shit was going on and people were live tweeting at each other. And JJ had no idea I was sitting down for the Pat Bed Pop. Like after he said that, after he sent that tweet in, I sent the screenshot that I was sitting, that I was sitting there with them. And it's just funny. I think Pat Bed did a very good job of expressing that. Let me be clear. I'm attacking what JJ said, not JJ. I love JJ. What he said, I feel is factually in wrong, in wrong, factually incorrect inaccurate inaccurate you feel that what jj said is no pat bev does my my no no no. i'm saying that that's what pat bev is my my opinion of this is my opinion of this is i didn't play for doc rivers the people that are battling are people that played for doc rivers so i can't speak on doc rivers right i can talk about what i see as his record i i never played against one of his teams in the postseason so i can't be like oh he didn't know what the hell he was doing Right. So it was like I could just watch it from an objective perspective, listen to players like Channing says. There are some people that didn't have a great experience with Doc. There are some people like Pat Bev that was like, yo, man, this man helped me get paid twice. He believed in me totally. with no an opportunity. Like they led a team to the postseason with no superstar where it was him, Tobias. Uh, I think Dwight Powell might have been on that team. And like wow, was it yeah. Lou, Lou, uh, Lou Will. Right. He's like, yo. So he was giving Pat Bev all the support. And, and Pat Bev would run through a wall for a person like that. So when he sees that Doc and saying that Doc throws his players under the bus, Pat Bev has a completely different experience. I respect that. My name is Paul, and I don't know any of y'all. Okay, let me ask you this then. Having said that, Channing, if you agree and you're kind of nodding with Richard just in terms of never played for Doc, let's take it one step further, okay? Stephen A. Smith on Doc Rivers. I said this, JJ, the second he got the job, if Doc Rivers, and I'm not talking about this season because he came in there halfway through, if Doc Rivers between this year and next season doesn't win, I think it'll be his last coaching job in the NBA. We said that three times ago. Yeah, it's like, who the hell? That's not even, that's not even, that's a lukewarm, 
that's an Antarctica take. Like that is like you think yeah, this is his last he, opportunity, and it's only no. championship or bust. No, I don't. No, no, I'm not saying. No, what I'm saying is this: is like for Doc Rivers to not get another job. He's had five different jobs. If somebody like is he's a good coach, but at this point in time, it's just like he's a very good coach. No one's not saying he's a good coach, but he apparently he's not the coach to help you get over the hump. He's a coach that has more playoff kind of like black marks, and they're not all his fault. There's been injuries. There's been different things. Even when they were up three one against the Pistons, and it was with Orlando. Pistons were like the number two seed and Orlando was the seven. They just overachieved and the Pistons turned up that heat on them. So the Pistons were a much better team. I say all that to say is that like it wasn't all his fault, but at the end of the day, you're, you are what your record says you are. Mm-hmm. And so that's the part where it's like, I, I, I know I was, if I was a GM president, if I was a GM or president, I wouldn't hire Doc. The if, problem if is he, he won. That's the problem. He's D'Antoni, but he won. Imagine if D, listen, just hear me out. Doc Rivers won. So the expectation is, oh, Doc Rivers can take a team of superstars and he could take you over the hump. He can do it. And then you go to the Clippers. Oh, they have three superstars or stars. We'll say stars. DeAndre, you know, Jordan, Blake Griffin, Chris Paul, and that crew. He took them there a bunch of times and they just didn't end up doing it for whatever reason. I'm not blaming him. I'm saying if you're the responsible one, he's going to take most of the blame. Go somewhere else. Same thing happens. Comes, goes to Philly. Same, nothing happens. Now, goes to Milwaukee, and all of a sudden, all this stuff starts happening, and what I get fired, I don't want to say I get fired up. I agree with JJ of this. Doc, I don't know what you're diverting already, but as a leader, as I'm as I get on Giannis about watching film as a leader, what you say is huge about subconsciously what your players think. It is huge, whether you care or not. You going, well, we've done this. You gotta say, we need to be fucking better. If we think we're gonna win, we need to be fucking better. And that's it. No excuses. We have two of the best players in the NBA. We're the second best record. And we're losing the bullshit games because we don't take them seriously. And half of that's on me. That's all he would have to say. Whether he believes that or not, it holds Owens to the rest of his team. And he's being a leader. And that's what's frustrating is that now I think he sees there's some big flaws in what's happening in Milwaukee. Now, I could be proved wrong, but you're starting to see the algorithm on Instagram talking about when Brooke Lopez was mad at Adrian Griffin for their defensive um, uh uh, defensive like schemes and most of it was because he was being lazy and not being active because he's used to sitting back there in a drop and they give up the most corner threes basically in the history of the NBA and they just happen to have Giannis and, and Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton <sighs> that was my rant well so <laughs> I, I'll let you I'll let you finish up Alex I, I, I think this, as far as this, is that like I have personal opinions about my views of Doc's teams, but I can't go and say Doc's always making excuses because I don't have personal experience of that. Now, you ask me questions about other people, I can give you detailed information. I would say to the beginning of this, and we're going to circle back, I have heard from players that feel very similar to JJ. I have heard from players that feel very similar to to. Uh, Pat Bat. That's it. Okay. Yeah. I'll give you that. Me too. Yeah. Just more on the JJ side. <laughs> <laughs> you may. <laughs>
Maybe, maybe. The Bucks are three and seven since Doc took over. There's a lot of injuries. He, he, he might not. He might not be the most. He might not be the most popular person walking around yeah. ESPN either. Let's just say that. Yeah. Well, it's also crazy um, how their defense got sort of good, but then their offense is garbage now. Twenty fourth. But you need a sample size of 20 games. You cannot judge this person true, before true, true, true. 20 games. And Andrew, people are checked out before the break. I checked get it. out. All of a sudden, you got new, you got new schemes. You're yeah. trying to implement stuff. He's got different terminology that he's used for his teams. And he's like, oh, well, let's, let's read that. It's like, oh, here we call that black. Those yeah. are things that, like, in training camps and in practice, like, you get through that over in time. And so then it becomes a better group. All right, we're going to end with this one. The um, Lakers play the Warriors tomorrow. LeBron is not playing. He has been ruled out. Um, however, he, he go night-night. However, he is just 132 points away from hitting 40,000. That's Vegas fucking odds. ridiculous. Say he'll hit that mark on February 25th versus the Suns. Are you calling that game, Richard? Sunday? Do you have Suns, Lakers? What? What's today is it on there? Is it on ABC? Yeah, it's Sunday. Yeah. Oh, good for you. Well, it's probably not going to happen because he's not playing tomorrow. <laughs> Thank you for that. Thank you. Yeah. But he will play Friday. Well, hopefully. I don't know. Fingers crossed, maybe. He returns Friday, but then there's Sunday. But I doubt he'll for hit. The, he won. For, he won. Well, you say he's how many points away? 132. He wasn't going to do that in three games anyway. He had two I'm games sorry. Before. Yeah, February 25th versus the Suns or the 28th versus the Clippers. No, it'll be That's March. Yeah, he can't. Like, he's not going to score 130 points in in Never three know. games. You're right. I You're don't right. He's not. It. Vegas was wrong. Sorry. Sorry about it. Like, I didn't say I'm, it. You're getting defensive. Don't do You're getting defensive. <laughs> don't, do that. Don't, don't get <laughs> aggressive. Don't get we aggressive. Were, we were merely talking about the numbers and the math. And I was like. You don't have to average 40 that points. Arizona education. The, you guys did learn something. Four. I'm proud of yeah. you. I learned averages. <laughs> I learned basketball <laughs> averages. That's it. I'm just like, kidding. Wait, I'm just saying that Vegas many? said that. Blame me yeah, on Vegas. Vegas. Vegas can be wrong. I blame they a lot of things on Niners Vegas. Favor. <laughs> it's fine. Um, okay. Having said all of that, what does uh, what do you think this means for LeBron? Honestly, you just said it, Rich. Or Channing, 40,000 is a lot. Dude, it's more point. It's more. He has more points than I had actual minutes in the NBA. Like, no one's gonna get forty thousand points. To understand that is like it's not even an attainable number that you would think of. Well, let's put it this way: at the end of the day, no one that is currently playing in the game right now, and it's going to take them twenty years to pass it. So, like, put that in perspective. That that's all I gotta say. It's like. That person isn't here right now. No one currently playing in the NBA is going to reach that number. It's going to have to be somebody. Well, I guess Wimby, you could say that. Wimby, you could say that. Again, he's got to do it for 20 years, and he's got to be an obsessive, psychotic person. All right. Welcome back. The league starts again tomorrow. Don't forget, go to Amish.com slash roadtripping for all your fun, cozy swag. It's another day. Cozy swag. (laughs) 